I thought for sure um, Pete, who who lived in the tower behind her, would have taken care of that animal because he was on his way out, uh, and he 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 did make his exit. May he rest in peace. He was a nice fella. God, he looked like shit. I mean, he looked like he was dying, and lo, he did. But man, he should have taken that dog out while he was while he could, and then he wouldn't have been blamed because he'd be dead. What if they ended up in heaven together, Pete and Marley? What am I talking about? Jesus, there it is. Oh my God, I was talking for about five minutes without... I didn't press the record button. I need staff. Hey, welcome to the Bold Acting Podcast for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. How's your 2023? How's your early summer going? Are you able to uh, enjoy it without worrying about global heating? I am. Uh, I decided to prioritize my worries. Um, I just worry about things that I can control. That's it. Hello? Oh. Shit, what happened? Can't hear me now. I've decided I just... Yeah, that's better. Just things that I can control. So that means no big things and no small things. Just stuff in the middle. That's that's on the, a list of priorities. I prioritized my worrying. So global heating, out. What other people think, out. Expectation, out. Um, what's in is uh, my peace of mind and um, eight hours of sleep. I worry about that. In in other words, I focus. I don't just sit here biting my fingernails, although I do that too. I actually um, prioritize. I've turned my worries into priorities. What do you think? I'll let you know how it works. Why don't you do it too? And you can let me know how it works. If you have a question you want answered on the podcast, email it to jasonbryden at gmail.com. I'd love for you to come and check out my drop-in scene study work it weekly class here in Toronto at 48 Cothra Avenue in the junction. It's at a beautiful spot called Ground Glass Casting. It's a casting studio, uh, fairly new. It's uh, really nice inside. The owner there, Andrew, uh, he was nice enough to uh, reach out on the Instagram, and um, and we set this up, and I'm so excited. Sundays, 5 to 8, 20 bucks, drop in, bring an audition you want coaching on. Uh, bring a friend and rehearse a scene. Use a scene that I provide. I want it to be an antidote to the four to six week commitment you have to make to a scene study class and the hundreds and hundreds of dollars you have to pay without even knowing if it's a thing you want to do for all that time. So I thought this would be a nice, uh, a nice change. If you're not in Toronto, um, feel free to reach out and say hello. Make sure you sign up to my Substack. It's boldacting.substack.com. That's a newsletter and this podcast that you can get if you're just not within my vicinity. And if you have a question you want answered on the podcast, send me a voice memo to jasonbryden at gmail.com. That email address again is jasonbryden at gmail.com. And now for today's monologue. Just do it once. 
dear actors, make that choice and just do it once. You can come back to it later, but don't carry that same note all the way through. Does this make sense to you? You make that choice or you feel that feeling. Let's say you're in the middle of the scene and your partner actually manages to elicit an honest response from you. A tall order. Not an easy thing to do. Feel that feeling. Let it go. If you hold the same note for too long, it becomes disingenuous. Disingenuine? Disingenuous. I got to look that word up. I shouldn't use it. I don't actually know if it's how. I don't know how to use it. So you, it'll feel weird at first, but it looks weird if you hold the same look on your face uh, forever. You know, in real life, we do weird stuff. And so th- that's why it's not always the best model for make-believe. In real life, we do weird stuff with our face, with our hands, with our bodies. That's why when we bring that into our scene work, it doesn't always work. Because we're not doing real life here. We're doing make-believe. We're doing playtime. And it's got to look good. Style is a thing. Style exists like um, any other style exists. You know, it changes with time. God knows where it comes from or how it morphs, but right now we are in a, a, a epoch of style that is understated at times, grounded all the time. Nothing can ring false. So well, what helps this is is choosing an emotion to play, trying it out. That's off the top of a scene. If you're responding to your scene partner, you feel that feeling, and then you let it go. It's almost like a reset. It's like when you're at the gym and you're working out. You do 12 reps, and then you stop, and you reset your body. We're always resetting. Cats are really good at resetting. Their primary goal in life is to be comfortable. And if it's not working out for them, like if that damn sun moves again, then they've got to reset and move. And that's why they're so cranky all the time, because they know exactly what they're going for. Their objective is very clear. So if your objective is clear um, and you're in the moment with that scene partner of yours, then just try and feel that feeling once. And then let it go and go back to being present. That's the, that's the note we want to hold at all times is presence. I was watching some scene work um, posted online from another class. And I thought, this is not how I teach. This is not what I would teach. There was nothing wrong with it. It's just not the result that I would go for. It was a little actory and who am I to say what works and what doesn't out there? Because there's too many variables, and I haven't been in every single room filled with every single decision maker. Some shows work to me, some shows don't. So I'm, I am never one to say that's wrong. I'm not a my way or the highway teacher. However, I am somebody with strong opinions. And, and I think I know something after a quarter of a century of doing this. My God. So when I see scene work from other classes and it doesn't line up with my values, 
as far as uh, performance technique goes, I am relieved. I'm relieved that I'm teaching something different. I'm relieved that I still have something to offer. It is the practicalities that I'm interested in. So that's why in my class, we don't do a lot of warm-up. Anything that's self-indulgent is stricken from the record immediately. At the same time, this class is about support. It's about encouragement. It's about you keeping going. And it's also about you doing this for peace of mind and not for happiness. Let me explain. Happiness is fleeting. Peace of mind comes from fulfillment. Fulfillment comes from scratching that itch. It's answering the call. It's whatever you're compelled to do. That's what this class is about. It doesn't matter who you are. It's about scratching that itch. For instance, let's say you're starting out, and I know you really want that day player role on Murdoch, but at my class, we just eschew that, all those expectations, and we work on just making stuff with other people. If you're an artist and you don't get to practice your art, it's a terrible feeling, and that happens all the time with actors. It happens with dancers and singers. I mean, actors, let me just speak to them, need an audience. We need to act. It's just a real block if we're not allowed to. And that's why we talk about the art so much here at Bold. If you if you don't have to get money from your passion, it's so much better. You're freed up to just create without expectation. There goes Marley again. Love him. Oh, my God. You're just the worst. I've never wished death upon a schnauzer like I have with that thing. And I don't actually think he's a schnauzer. You know, she thinks he's a schnauzer. She, she identifies him as a schnauzer, but he looks more like Wiley Coyote to me. I think she got ripped off. Well, I know she did. I mean, listen to that thing. Oh, I thought for sure um, Pete, who, who lived in the tower behind her, would have taken care of that animal because he was on his way out. Uh, and he, he, he did make his exit. May he rest in peace. He was a nice fella. God, he looked like shit. I mean, he looked like he was dying. And lo, he did. But man, he should have taken that dog out while he, was, while he could. And then he wouldn't have been blamed because he'd be dead. What if they ended up in heaven together, Pete and Marley? What am I talking about? So we come to class not uh, to work towards bookings or more auditions or or um, meeting the expectations of decision makers. There is no dialect. Uh, there's no how to speak American. There's no set etiquette here. The practicalities of being able to work on a razor's edge, to be ready at any given time, to not be precious, to be a worker bee, to be a pro, that's what we work on here. There is no funny language at bold. There is no hidden glossary of, of, of words. There is no cult of personality. All right, I don't want you to keep taking my class forever. 
I want you to graduate. I want you to take class elsewhere. You know what I want you to do? I want you to take my class. Then I want you to take Meisner. Then I want you to take singing. Then I want you to take a painting class. All this stuff helps. Dancing class. All of it helps. We just don't want to fall into that rhythm of, of, uh, of the actor who is waiting by the phone too much. And look, that happens to all of us. You know, that actor's day of waiting by the phone, checking the email, staring at the phone too much, looking at people supposedly having a way better time than we are on Instagram, even though we know they're not. It's all heavily curated. Oh, I can't stand that word. Everybody uses that word now. I do too. So whether you're starting out in your 20s or your 60s, my class is about the class, and that's it. It's about jumping into the deep end right away. Like, get in the door, take your coat off, turn your phone off, or better yet, leave it in your car. Uh, young people don't have cars anymore. Just don't look at your phone, okay? And this is a break. It's a three-hour break from the phone where you just to con get to connect with other human beings face-to-face. -face. We don't look at each other anymore. It's hard. I mean, it was hard in, in the dark ages before Internet and technology. But now, and we miss it. Even if we don't know we miss it, we miss it. So let's just look at each other. Let's just stand. We don't practice standing either anymore. As soon as we get into it anymore, I'm making it sound like there were good old days. I don't mean that. I just mean, when was the last time you just stood there? Stood there and looked at somebody and connected with them. You know, it doesn't take much to feel someone else's sadness. It doesn't take much to feel their nerves. It doesn't take much to connect. It doesn't take much to to channel, to connect with all this human suffering. And you can do it by standing there and looking at your scene partner and not talking. It's an amazing thing. So we lower the expectation in my class. We stand there. We behave. We pick a line up off the page and we deliver it to the other person. We're not standing there waiting waiting for our line, for our turn to talk. There's no anticipation. We're right there. We're right there with the other person. No expectations. We just want to see what happens. And eventually, if you calm down a bit, if you breathe, if you just look at each other, you don't have to be demonstrative. We don't have to be acting. We can just be there with one another. Eventually, our hearts will begin to speak to one another. Now, what do I mean by this? I don't want to sound too Super Soul Sunday. All I mean is, is that our heart beat at a similar rhythm to the other person. And we notice really small things. We become attuned to them. It happens all the time. You've done this before. I'm not telling anything you don't know. But try it out. Try it out. And then take that out into your real life, into the real world. Instead of trying to make your acting like real life, 
I would gently suggest make the real life like you're acting. If acting is listening and being present, why not take that out into the world and give it a shot? That would be a bold move. Just try it once. If it doesn't work, you can go back to your old ways. They'll always be there for you. You have that quiver on your back. There are arrows within. I'm just suggesting that we add arrows, rather than using our favorite ones all the time. There are new ones at our disposal. Pick those up. Try somebody else's arrow on for size. See if it works. It may not. If it doesn't, put it down again. Pick up your old one. Just try it. Just do it once. The Bold Acting Newsletter, issue number 8, for May 28th, 2023. My brother's birthday. The monologue inside my head has me regularly the victor. I'm fostering grudges, serving up street justice, putting dickwads in their place. My eyes narrow as I mutter. My brow pulls down. My face, now angular, feels like it looks like the sharp end of an anvil. I walk around High Park holding another monologue in my hand, one written by Andre Asiman, from his novel Call Me By Your Name, one of my favorite books. A High Wind from Jamaica, I Capture the Castle, A Whole Life, An Unforgettable Woman, and The Animals being my other favorites right now. I carry this worn-out piece of paper, memorizing these lines over and over, just so I don't forget how and because I love the words and the sentiment. It's the ultimate dad monologue. You can watch it in the movie of the same name, where Michael Stuhlbarg says to his son, Timothy Chalamet, in the penultimate scene, Our hearts and our bodies are given to us only once, and before you know it, your heart is worn out, and as for your body, there comes a point when no one looks at it, much less wants to come near it. Those words mix with my words, the judgment of others, the inside joke from 20 years ago that suddenly pops up into the ether, that ancient Greek personification of the bright upper sky. Then there's the how dare you vindication from the incident at the bank yesterday where I just wanted a little more information on the deposits I had made, but that hadn't shown up, and then they suddenly did, but parsimonious Kevin seems to have a terrible short-term memory, or he's being coy with me. The bright upper sky is there, but I can't see it. I'm busy felling imagined foes. I know those words of Asimans, that worn-out heart and that body no one wants to look at. No matter how much work I put into them, there is no early parole for good behavior. Time tramples me. There is no winning in the face of a charging Kronos. Just a little more with my boys, please, before they go adolescent dark. Just a little more energy and vitality before I am invisible. Just make the global heating go away for a while. And while you're at it, all this inflation and fascism, too. 
Kronos clipped Cupid's wings as a matter of course, it seems. Happens to us all. We lose that loving feeling. What remains is goodwill. My wings have been clipped, but where am I good? I walk around slinging arrows at people I know not. We'll never see again. Yesterday, while me and the boys were driving home from yet another walk through yet another cemetery, Mount Pleasant this time, so beautiful, there was a man in a Miata, and he just couldn't make that left turn. He wasn't aggressive enough. And why had Google Maps directed me to turn left off of Mount Pleasant Road and onto Moore Drive when there's no advanced green there? Just endless weekend traffic. This Instagram age we live in makes moving around more difficult than ever. If it's beautiful, we have to brag to the whole world about it, and then we're appalled when the whole world shows up. I thought about that Miata driver for the rest of the night. He drove home with me. He parked his car in my bed. A new monologue. A new victim. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to make yourself feel nothing so as not to feel anything, what a waste. It is done, or it has happened. Wings clipped, heart worn out, and as for the body, so why not just look up? I mean, if it's all over, just look up into the blue. All grist for the mill, you say? Ah, lucky me, lucky you, that ever-loving mill. Round and round, a wooden chronos of sorts. We charge forth in straight lines as if the wheel we are on wasn't a circle. We grow used to the watery lashings. Suddenly, blithe crones in tilly hats on one last canoe trip down slow-moving waters. Everything's fine. To feel it all. To remind yourself to stay there and feel. The ether isn't nothing. It's the bright blue sky. And that is what endless possibility looks like. Wait. What's that sound up ahead? Is that a waterfall? Nah. Everything's fine. That's the end of the show. Don't forget if you want me to answer a question you have about performance technique or how to get into acting or agents or 8x10s or whatever, send me a voice memo. jasonbryden at gmail.com. That email address again is jasonbryden at gmail.com. And thanks for rating and reviewing the podcast. Wherever you listen to it, it goes a long way to spreading the word. And my advertising budget is low. For more information, go to boldacting.com. Until next time.